Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. Well, we thought a tie in Houston was pretty bad. Then we got blanked in Jacksonville. We will talk about that, preview the Chiefs game, and make our weekly picks in other NFL games. So here we go. Well, we're back. Mm. And, uh, uh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do so hot. No, definitely not. So two games ago, like when you go back to our, you know, not the last game, but the previous game that was an actual game, it was also in Jacksonville. And we left that rather frustrated and disappointed because it made us miss the playoffs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we kind of circled that game on our calendar and went, okay, that's not going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. Guess what happened? <sighs> we lost 24 to nothing. It happened again, but it was worse. Yes, it was so much worse. We got zero points. <sighs> I don't understand. Uh, frustrating. Disappointing. Yes, definitely. Okay, some, some of the stats here. So, uh, Matt Ryan decided he was going to throw three interceptions. Yep. I'm sure he probably didn't plan that, but... Uh, no. But, I mean, there were also two fumbles that were not lost. Yeah. But they hit the they hit the ground. Yeah. Only 54 yards rushing for Jonathan Taylor on nine carries. Mm-hmm. That is very puzzling. Yeah, I agree. For a team built around the run, built around their running back, their you know MVP candidate who only mm-hmm. ran for 54 yards, but they only gave him the ball nine times. Yeah. If you think about it, that's still six yards a carry. I know. Why didn't they give him the... Okay, we'll get there. And then overall... Just kind of a lack of protection. Yeah, I don't feel like our line did anything. Like, not. I don't know if it's receivers not getting open and not being able to release the ball in time, or uh, our line just not doing the job, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Just lack of protection was kind of a general yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Um, a few bright spots, though. Grover Stewart was a beast. Yep. Did what he needed to do. Exactly. Um, I mean, Bobby Okereke and Zaire Franklin, they had 21 tackles. All right. So, okay. I've, I've Lots of people talking about this this week. Some people are all about uh, can Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. Other people are, uh, we just got to right the ship. Uh, but it's hard to figure out pinpoint what the actual problem is here yeah when you get zero points there might be a lot of problems but you seem it seems like you should be able to identify a problem 
mm-hmm. because you yeah. had two straight weeks of problematic things. Not always the same, but so I'm going to ask you, I have my own idea here, but what okay. do you think is the problem here? Well, I will also like to say that our run defense seemed unstoppable. We yes, hardly let them run the ball at all. Very true. Um, our pass defense was weak. Yeah. Uh, and um, Matt Ryan threw for three interceptions and didn't get much passing yards. And I'm going to say, because he was pressured a whole bunch. So my problem with that game is the offensive line not doing their jobs. Okay. One position in particular? Not just one position specifically, but I feel like um, even if there was one specific position that the other guys tried to help with that and therefore lost their assignment, so that brought down the whole offensive line as a whole. Yeah. You know, Do you hear that Matt Ryan's passer rating was the lowest it has ever been in his career? Wow. He had a passer rating of 34 and something. But Eesh. when you're that low, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that's... 0. 0.2 or 0. 0.7, not good. it doesn't matter. That's not good at all. Um, I will say this. That Jacksonville has a really good pass rushing team. Mm-hmm. They just do. They have some good rookies. They have some good veterans. Um my biggest problem to your point of the offensive line is they weren't picking up any kind of stunts or twists or things that they were doing right which is completely troubling because now there's a blueprint right this is how you beat the colts do what jacksonville did and you can beat the colts right everyone can now copy whatever the jaguars did yeah so do something funky with your line and have people switch have you know bring your defensive end in bring your tackle out boom done yeah. confuse the offensive line and you and you can get to the to the quarterback mm-hmm. if you want to be successful in offense don't worry about rushing the ball do it just enough to keep them honest and then do three-step drops get the ball out quick get your ball out quick to the playmakers and let them do yards after the catch that's kind of like the blueprint now unless we can change something about how we can defend that and how we can protect. Yep. But I'm going to go a little bit deeper. I'm going to say, yes, there's a coaching problem. And I think that Frank Reich is biting off a little bit more than he can chew. He either needs to be head coach or play caller. He can't at this point, I don't think do both effectively. But there was one thing that was said uh, that made me very confused in one of his, um, you know, daily press releases, uh, you know, interviews uh, that he said that they were getting an extra day off of practice. So that means they had Thursday and Friday off, traveled on Saturday, played on Sunday. They do film on Monday, which means the only time that they were actually on the practice field in pads or without pads actually going through football motions was Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. These are professional athletes, and they only worked, 
quote unquote, two days a week. Yep. Two days. Now, you're on a football team. I am, yes. And you practice on Monday yeah. and Tuesday mm-hmm. and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And you have a walkthrough on Thursday. Yep. And a team dinner. Yes. And then you do a game on Friday. Yep. So the only days that you don't do anything on the football field of any kind is Saturday and Sunday. Yep. When there's no school. Mm-hmm. You even did practice on Labor Day Monday. Yeah. Like a full on in the heat of the middle of Texas. Yeah. And you still go to school and you still have homework, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get paid millions of dollars to do this? I wish. You don't. You're not a professional. These guys get paid millions of dollars and they only worked two days last week? Yeah. People said that they came in unprepared. And Frank Reich says, no, if you look at practice, we weren't unprepared. I can tell you why they looked unprepared. Because they were unprepared. They didn't follow their normal routine. You didn't practice enough. You don't give guys off when they tie. You don't give guys off uh, time off when they lose. You have to work harder to get exactly. better results. Yes. With that said, who's your star of the game? Star Please don't of the say game anyone from the Jags. Is Bobby Okereke. Because I feel like he was maybe one of the only guys out there that actually wanted to play football. And he actually made plays on the ball. Uh, you stole mine, but I'm I'm not backing down from it because I totally agree with you. Uh, there were some moments in the fourth quarter uh, where the game was totally out of reach. We were about to leave, you know, where we were watching it. If you want to sponsor us, we'll come watch it at your place. Uh, just let us know. Um, so I'm not going to say where we watched it. But we were about to leave, and Okirike is still out there making plays, getting things done, doing what needs done never quit and uh so i am ag- uh, agreeing with you okirike is also my star of the game so my my follow-up question now are you worried um i don't know about completely worried but i am concerned for the colts i thought this was going to be a really good year it started off not great at all um but I am a bit concerned. Because the schedule doesn't get any easier from here. Oh, no, no. Like, next week we have the Chiefs. That's not an easy game at all. I don't care if it's Indy or not. Right. And it's Indy's homecoming game. It's their first home game. They yep. have to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that'll be easy against the Chiefs. Uh, so, I, I, I will say I am worried yes not worried but concerned yes concerned. or worried concerned. concerned okay not quite worried i i'll go with you on the concern thing borderline worried yeah and here's why because i feel like there is a difference of narrative between the noise that is out there from the fans from the media uh, from you know anyone outside of the organization and the narrative within the organization, which makes me puzzled, to mm-hmm. say the least. Um, 
It feels like the opposite of Chicken Little, right? Chicken Little, something happens, the sky is falling. I feel like I feel like things are falling apart within the organization, maybe, and yet people within the organization are. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this word uh, in all of the. Uh, all of these different aspects from within the organization. Confidence. We still have confidence. Confidence in what exactly? Because most of what we're seeing is concern, mm-hmm. not confidence. Yes. And so uh, whether it's you know your wide receiver depth or uh, or your trust in the running game, which you had in the first game and then suddenly you didn't have against the Jags. You're only down one touchdown more in the fourth quarter. Why are you not still giving it to JT? And why is he only getting nine carries? Whatever it might be, I'm just a little puzzled. Maybe that's my word. Not worried, I'm puzzled at the difference in narrative between outside the building and inside the building. I understand that they might have more information than we do, but... I don't know that it's that much because uh, if you can practice and your practices look good, then you should have games that look good. But if you don't have games that look good, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's puzzling. Yep. Well, we've gone into enemy territory the first two weeks and now the enemy comes to us. We bring in a special guest from the enemy camp next. Yep. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast, email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. Are you in need of a furry friend? At Country Mountain Dogs, we love to provide well-temperamented dogs that fit great with your family and lifestyle. Character, commitment, and consistency is in every aspect of what we do. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Country Mountain Dogs. And we're back. I'm over here eating donuts. Get my feelings away. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sad day. Off. Yeah, sad day. Um, but we figured we'd do a, something special here. So, not every week, but every so often when we have someone that we know Who's a fan of the team that we are going to play this following week? Yep. We were going to bring them on and uh, discuss beforehand the game that is to come. Mm-hmm. This week, Colts have the home opener. Yeah. Against the Chiefs. Oh. Yeah. So, Liam, would you care to introduce uh, your friend and our special guest? Uh, yeah. This is my friend Isaiah. Hello. Second time on the podcast. Yep. Yep. Know? Second time. And now it's all three of us. Yeah. It is. Yep. So microphone sharing. Fun. So, Isaiah, care to explain why you're a Chiefs fan, just for context? Uh, I'm a Chiefs fan because I was born in Kansas City and I just wanted a team that, uh, for, like, where I was born. So I was like, I asked my dad, I was like, what, what, what kind of team uh, is from Kansas City? Or is there a team from Kansas City? And my dad's like, uh, the Chiefs. I was like, oh, okay. So I said, like the Chiefs. There you go. Basically, it. All yeah. right. Similar to both Liam and I. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Sounds good. I like that loyalty. It's good. Okay. So, Isaiah, mm-hmm. 
How are you feeling about the matchup against the Colts here? Well, glad you asked. Um, so, after these two... Be careful here. Don't get too overconfident here. I, I won't. But over these two, the two weeks with the Colts and what I've seen from them, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty confident that the Chiefs will win. Okay. Yeah. Pretty confident that the Chiefs okay. will win. All right. You make a fair point. Um, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I've, I've watched uh, the Chiefs and I'm a very potent offense. I get it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, any any uh, elaboration, any specifics on why you think the Chiefs will be successful against the Colts? Well, as we saw in week two, their pass defense, the Colts' pass defense, wasn't wasn't great. Okay. And we all know that the Chiefs' offense relies on passing most, most of the yes, time. So. This is this is true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chiefs' okay. passing will dominate. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay, that's a bold point. Uh, see, maybe not too bold considering week two, but still. Liam, uh, are you worried about anything in particular for the Colts at this point? Yes. Yes? Okay. Uh, Michael Pittman's out. Okay. And with our receivers, we didn't seem to be able to do anything about getting open or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And that also kind of seemed to show in week one as well. With Michael Pittman being the main target. Okay. And since Michael Pittman's out, Alec Pierce is out too. Um, our offensive line could not stop the pass rush or the run defense whatsoever. Um, and we still don't have Shaquille Leonard. Not as of yet. We, we Verdict is still out on all of these guys. Yes. I would imagine that Alec will be back after uh, protocol. He just didn't quite make it this week. Mm-hmm. Once again, from week one, I'm not sure that that's really going to matter. Um, but uh, And Pittman may be back as well. Um, yeah. And I would venture to say that there is a very good chance that Shaq is going to be back. The way that yeah. things have been progressing in practice and uh, things like that. And knowing... The gravity of this game, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past um, the realm of possibility for Shaq to be back yeah. this week. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's an important enough game, and uh, now being o one and one for the Colts, I think the level of importance is that much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna take it a different way. You guys are both like very. One's very concerned. One's very uh, overconfident. I'm gonna I'm gonna go like this. Ready? I think that Pittman will be back. Shaq will be back, and I believe that the Chiefs might come in a little bit mm, overconfident as well. And I think that I I do agree that. Pass uh, offense is a key for the Chiefs, but I think it's way different than uh, both of the offenses we have played so far. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Colts' defense, uh, defensive speed, and uh, and the way that they attack the ball actually works in the favor of that your uh, the Chiefs' style of mm-hmm. uh, pass offense. 
as my main concern is, can we pressure Mahomes while still keeping Mahomes in front of us? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that's going to be key because I know he loves to go around and run around and, you know, throw it, you know, behind his back or something crazy, stupid. Yes. You know, we have, we have a, we have a term that we, uh, that we use for Mahomes passes. What is it, Liam? That's a pass. We question whether that's an actual NFL pass or not, or whether it's like a... Is it complete? That's all that matters. It, it looks like a bowling move sometimes. Like, I'm like it, he should be in the PBA, not the NFL. As long as it gets in the receiver's hands and it ends up, I'm fine with it. Uh, I think the other question is how well, uh, how well we can match up with Kelsey. Mm, you know, yeah. Kelsey being obviously the number one target. Yeah. Uh, who's going to be on him? How are we going to cover him? What are we going to do? Maybe double him, doubling him up. You know, maybe, maybe. Uh, having a linebacker uh, on short routes, passing him off to safety uh, as he maybe goes down the seam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, keys to the game, Liam. What do you think? Uh, keys to the game. I think our offensive line needs to step it up a lot. Agreed. Um, we need we need the time to be able to. F- allow the receivers to get open uh which leads me into we need our receivers to get open and our line needs to be there so that jonathan taylor can run the ball okay all right uh you love the trenches i do i get it begins and ends with the offensive line for you sir mr isaiah well i think for chiefs Mm -hmm. um I think Patrick Mahomes needs to be a little more patient uh, when it comes, especially when he's in the pocket. Like he's just, he needs to be a little more patient, not always wanting to scramble wherever. Um, as much as I love seeing him do that, I know it doesn't it doesn't go always as planned. Mm-hmm. And another thing is for the defense, especially the secondary, to step up. Um, I think the secondary sometimes just lets guys wide open. And, on the end zone, so I'm like, I, I, I want the uh, secondary to step up for sure. Okay, sounds good. Um, my keys to the game, I'm just going to sum it up in one word, attack. I think that we need to attack on offense, not be scared to do that. I think there are some weaknesses uh, in that secondary that we can attack. Um, even... Uh, with some of our younger receivers, I think that speediness that uh, Doolin has can really cause a problem uh, in that uh, defensive backfield. Yeah. But then also on defense attack, I think you yep. know that's you know one of the ways you slow that down because you don't want to get in a shootout with the Chiefs. That's not going to work. That's it, not going to work out. It never works, and so you have to oh. attack. You have to um, you know put the pressure on. Uh, on both sides of the ball. I think yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. you score points and you stop points, that's how you win in the NFL. And it's even more so against the Chiefs, that very potent offense uh, that they have. So yeah. I think yeah. that's uh, that's kind of my keys to the game. So mm-hmm. um, any particular matchups to watch? Um, I'm excited for the Chiefs' D-line to see what they have against Jonathan Taylor and maybe the Stephon Gilmore and Juju Smith-Schuster matchup. Okay. Isaiah? Uh, for me, Travis Kelsey with whoever they're going to put on, really. 
Like, I just, I like seeing, and it might be two people against him. So I just like seeing what Travis Kelsey can do against any type of defense, really. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Travis Kelsey causes a problem because then it takes out some of our, you know, whether it's uh, Franklin or, um, or whoever, uh, linebacker, you know, all of a sudden uh, they're used to putting pressure on the quarterback. Now they got to go out and pass coverage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, unless you bring down a safety to do that. But I'm not sure if you really want to do that either. And then you're playing one high safety. So it's uh, it's one or the other. So, Well, while we aren't sure about what may happen in the Colts game, we have some other games that we are more certain of. We'll let you know those after this. Liam's team won their homecoming game 72-71. to Liam had 314 yards rushing and 6 TDs on 17 carries, including one 77-yard touchdown run. Isaiah also chipped in 163 yards and 2 TDs on 12 carries. They are in Longview, Texas for their next district game this Friday at 7.30 p.m. So, we got weekly picks. All right. Okay. Just as a matter of review here. I picked the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I picked the Chargers. I won that one. Yep. We both picked the Raiders. We both lost that one. Yep. We both picked the Bengals. And we lost that one. Yep. We both picked the Bills. Got that one. We got that one. We separated again. You chose Eagles. I chose Vikings. Yep. And I lost that one. Uh, yeah, I, I won that one. So that puts our total numbers for the season. Week two, so far, 10 games gone. I am 6-4 and four with a winning record. And I am 3-7. Uh, and seven. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's still a chance to come back. It's uh, okay. It's a yeah. long season. That's true. That's something else the Colts have been saying. Hmm. It's a long season. You know what? A long season can be positive at this point, but a long season can turn negative pretty quick Yeah. when you start losing more games. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. For now, here are our five games of the week. First one, Bills-Dolphins. So this game is in Miami. Yes, it is. Um. Uh, with the way the Dolphins have been playing, Mm-hmm. I feel like they uh, definitely can beat the Bills. But also the way the Bills are playing, I don't know if anyone can beat the Bills right now. It's true. It's they a beat, tough one. They beat the Super Bowl winners. Yep. Pretty badly, too. So I'm going to go with the Bills winning this one. All right. It's in Miami. Miami is a tough place to play, especially this time of year. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. We live down that way, and that heat and that humidity is just... It's, it's breathtaking. It's suffocating. So, And we saw the way the Dolphins hung tough and came back after being down you know, a pretty significant amount, even up into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, let's go Dolphins. Okay. I'm going to say that we that the Dolphins can do it. Okay. I mean, the Bills are going to get beat at some point. Yeah. Might as well be now. Yeah. I guess right. so. Um, uh, Lions-Vikings in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think the I think the Vikings have this because it's in. I want to say Lions. Lions have been putting on on some good things. Yeah, but they've played their first two games at home and lost both of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they put up a good fight, but I don't think they can go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings. No. Yeah, I I think I'm with you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Rams Cardinals. This one is probably the toughest one for me. NFC West. Uh huh. It's it's in uh it's in Arizona. Mm hmm. Are, are the Cardinals going to come out of this? I went three. I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we're talking about the Cardinals here. They got Kyler Murray. They got a good defense. Like they got all these pieces. Yeah, they just can't. I think um, the Rams are going to end up winning this because the Cardinals still don't have DeAndre Hopkins. So I think Jalen Ramsey can lock up their number one wide receiver since it's not D-Hop. And I think that might win the game for the Rams. I'm with you. I mean, without DeAndre, they're kind of a different kind of team. I don't know that they're relying on the on the run enough. I don't know that Ertz is getting enough touches. I don't. I honestly don't know if their defense can really do everything that it's touted as doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the Rams as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Battle of the Birds. You got Falcons at Seahawks. Yeah, this one, this one's hard as well. Uh, the Seahawks did pretty good against the Broncos. Yeah. They lost pretty badly to the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, Falcons have also been doing pretty good, even though they're zero two. Yeah, it doesn't. To me, that doesn't matter because uh, pre- both games are uh, decently close. Yeah. Uh, it's in Seattle. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle's just a tough place to go in and play. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're zero two and you haven't really been able to get over that hump even if you've played well and everything like that in your games i don't think you can go in and see seattle and do it so i'm going to go with seahawks as well okay yep okay last game niners broncos mm. niners broncos in denver garoppolo now is quarterback yeah trey lance is out for the season i think garoppolo might be the better are the Niners actually playing the Broncos this week I thought that was week four I'm pretty confident that's week four Hmm. Okay. Turn in that game. Never mind. Okay. I think Garoppolo actually has more of what they need right now. I think okay. I think Trey Lance could be it, but I don't know if we had seen enough yet to decipher that. We know what we're getting in Garoppolo, right? Is it recording so? Yeah. So, and once again, I don't think the Broncos have all the pieces to 
put it together. They beat the, yeah. they beat Houston. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we tied Houston, but they they beat Houston, let's be honest. And then like, they lost to Seattle. Right. So I'm gonna go Niners. I like where you're heading with that. Um and I think I I agree with you. I think the Niners are gonna win. Okay. Yeah. You you're not gonna do anything different with Mahai and Broncos and No. Alright. No. Well, next week we will pick up whatever pieces may be left from the Chiefs game. We will also give a little fantasy update. And if the Colts keep going the way they are, we might choose to live in fantasy world a little bit more to avoid the current Colts reality. Yeah. Special thanks to Isaiah for joining us, and we look forward to our next guest. If you are a fan of any of the upcoming teams on the Colts schedule, email us at theunstableblues at gmail.com. We'd love to have you as a special guest. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was really fun to have Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, to be able to talk teams like that. Yeah, and just have that little bit of smack talk to you. And then trash talk. You know what that's like. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.